views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX board staff or underwriters. Good day. This again is Ability Radio. We are a product of the Disability Rights of the Virgin Islands. I'm Archie Jennings, Director of Advocacy and other co-hosts such as the Executive Director Angus Drago and guest host Amelia Headley Lamont also present information to the community. And we like to interact with other service providers around the issue of persons with disabilities. We are a nonprofit, non-governmental agency that provides advice and legal services to persons with disability. And of interest that's coming up in this next month is Veterans Day. And so we have with us today the Director of Veterans Administration in the Virgin Islands, uh, Patrick Farrell. Good day, sir. How are you? Pleasant good day to you, Archie, and your listeners, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Great, great. As I mentioned, Veterans Day is coming up, and there is an interplay with Veterans Day and the disability rights, uh, civil rights movement. Um, the, those who led the way for the passage of what's now been in, in effect for 30 years, the American Disabilities Act, was central to the promotion of that law was the veterans uh, from various wars, uh, from World War I, World War II, then the conflicts in Korea, Vietnam, and the recent conflicts. So one of the issues that has always come up is that veterans may become disabled as a result of participating or being deployed and making sure that they have the services and medical attention after they return home. Uh, throughout the years. It's a long-term issue. And um, we want to explore, first of all, what services are available here in the Virgin Islands with the Veterans Administration, as well as our office, and focuses on the latest collaboration regarding tra traumatic brain injury. So, Mr. Farrell, I want to give uh, out to the listening audience some information as to what's available for veterans in the Virgin Well, Archie, you know, I, I first want to start by, um, I, I listened to you when you introduced yourself and you, you said you are the director of advocacy. So I will tell you that I have a, a, a newfound love and a newfound respect for you simply because of that word advocacy, because us as advocates for no matter what it could be, being an advocate, you know, a lot of times you're painted as a bad guy because you're standing up for the rights of others and for situations. And, you know, a lot of times it's it seems like a, a thankless job. But I, I want to say thank you to you for, for being an advocate for, for what you stand for, because being an advocate myself, I know on a day-to-day -day basis what it could be like ha having to advocate for for others and for, for not just for people, but for situations in general. So actually, I want to say thank you, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart for, for being an advocate. And then, like I said, I got a newfound respect and newfound love for you just because of that one word advocacy. Well, it goes along with the agency. We, we try to put our yeah. heart into the efforts of the agency and uh, not only me, but all the, our whole team is a team of advocates uh, working right. for Disability Rights so, Center. A, a salute to, to you and the entire team at the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. And 
as it relates to uh, services that are available for veterans in the Virgin Islands, the uh, by way of by way of the United States Department of Veterans Affairs, there are two community-based outpatient clinics here in the territory. One on St. Thomas, which is in the Medical Foundation building behind the Roy Schneider Hospital, and then in the St. Croix district, you have another community-based outpatient clinic um, right there in Barron Spot in the Village Mall. And those are the oversight of those is held by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs. And that's the, the main the main spot for veterans to get their medical care and get all their medical attention. So veterans, if you're out there and you ever had a doubt as to where to go as it relates to your medical care, especially your service-connected medical care, those are the two places you would need to go. The, the Barron Spot, the Village Mall of Barron Spot, or the Medical Foundation building behind the Roy Lashley Schneider Hospital. And beside those uh, services, what else can Veterans Administration or from your office assist a veteran with, like housing or any other issues? We we have we do uh, we deal with a myriad of different um, subjects and and issues. We we deal with uh, as you would say, housing. Uh, we deal with where in the Virgin because we are the state office, so we have the ability to acquire um, taxi medallions. We have the, the ability to assist you with getting veterans license plate, which is a, is free. It, it comes at a free cost. We recently just added our, uh, this one is a good one for you, our disabled veterans license plates. We, we also have those now in stock in the St. Thomas and the St. Croix district. And of course, a veteran would, would need to be not just 100% service connected, but 100% service connected and permanent and totally disabled. Now, as I say permanently and totally disabled, that, that may sound a little harsh or, or a little bad or rough or whatever the case may be, but most times it's not as bad as it sounds because we have so many veterans that are 100% service connected for whatever, whatever the injury or illness may be as it relates to our service uh, United States Armed Forces, but sometimes we have veterans that are 100% permanent and total, but still able to live their normal daily lives. So permanent and total as relates to the designation given by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs, sometimes it's, it's not as bad as it sounds. We, we also have um, the tax exemption where we could assist veterans with getting the tax exemption, the homestead tax, tax exemption. Um, we also have uh, education. We have the best, the best ed state education reimbursement policy across the nation, where we have veterans that are able to go to our very local, locally owned uh, United States um, USVI. Uh, I, I don't know why it's just slipped from my mind, but UVI, UVI, University of the Virgin Islands. Veterans are able to go to the University of Virgin Islands all the way up to doctoral level classes and earn a doctorate degree if you are a Virgin Islands veteran. So that those are some of the things actually that the United States um, Virgin Islands Office of Veterans Affairs are able to help uh, our veterans to to, uh, to get. Well, one of the aspects of um, the collaboration that I was going to speak of is that mm -hmm. Recently, I think it was between the years 2019 and 2020, Veterans Administration uh, had determined there were nearly 
414,000 servicemen who worldwide who had a indicated traumatic brain injury. Right. Many times mild in effect. But uh, what has been uh, the program we're under is to, I would say, as a mandate or executive order from Congress, is to assist persons and veterans achieve full medical access. And through that program, we are available to give uh, information, make referrals, Mm -hmm. assist and advocate for, like I mentioned before, many times medical records or access to medical records. Right. Or or even since I've been involved with uh, with the ADA, American with Disabilities Act and veterans, what was a change? I can't remember what years like, because the uh, hurricane sort of interrupted my timeline <laughs> in uh-huh. regard to that. But from the veterans being able to choose their own medical provider rather than just relying totally on Veterans Administration. And uh, sometimes there's been some glitches in that connection. So we have, you know, contacted doctor's offices just to explore if there was a denial of service, what um, what was the reason for it? And is there any reason that they can't use veterans benefits to get medical assistance here in the Virgin Islands? Mm-hmm. And I don't, has, how has that change over um from your perspective, has that been effective communication to the medical uh, providers here in the Virgin Islands? Well, actually, I think exactly what you're speaking of is the what used to be the choice program. I call it the choice program where uh, a veteran could make their choice and go to any position within the territory or even across the nation. But the choice program is is no longer. And what we have now is the VA Community Care Network. It's a, a very, very simple process, but it helps to alleviate some of the issues that you spoke about with uh, denial of, of being um, able to see those physicians. What happens with the VA Community Care Network is the United States Department of Veterans Affairs, they recruit physicians to be a part of the VA Community Care Network, and then they publish that list of all who is within that community care network. Within that network, the providers will simply say, hey, I opt in to be one that will serve our veterans. And then they are educated on what the process would be to make, to get payments. So within that community care network now, what happens is when you go to your, the same, one of the same two community-based outpatient clinics I spoke about on St. Thomas and St. Croix, you go there and see what's called your primary care provider. That primary care provider may not necessarily be a a specialized doctor. It'll be more of a general doctor. And then that PCP will refer you out to a doctor or physician that's within the community care network. So that way you don't have to go out there and choose somebody that not maybe be within the, the network. The primary care provider will know who is within the network, that way when they send you to this particular um, medical provider, we know for sure that you will not be denied access to that, that provider, you will be seen, and then when you are finished uh, being seen by that medical care provider, that medical care provider already knows the process 
of what needs to be done to get reimbursed for their services to the veteran. So that has dramatically increased. So the veteran themselves does not go out and, and uh, make contact with a, a provider no. at this point? That okay. That is no longer. The primary care provider does that part for them now. Well, that certainly helps us because it's essentially, I think the for some veterans, they still believe they're under the choice program. No, because that's that was part of what the confusion was off the top of my head. And mm -hmm. uh, essentially, I referred them back to the Veterans Administration, and maybe they they uh, resolved the problem because the veteran did say they're no no longer in need of our services. But it's good to know that that program has changed. Uh, essentially, I get confused because sometimes I communicate with gentlemen that I grew up with from high school and grade school who are veterans. Mm -hmm. So I sort of get both ends of the spectrum as what they're able to get in, in Ohio or Arkansas and then what right. is available here. Of course, they have much larger facilities and cover a wider region. Than what Correct. You have. And that's the only difference between the Virgin Islands and anywhere else on the mainland. They may have uh, mm -hmm. more access to facilities that have, you know, a, a larger spectrum of what can be done. But And that's one of the reasons why the community care network is uh, very, very important and vital because your primary care provider, which is at one of the CBOX, the community-based outpatient clinics, they will know who to refer you out to get that specialized services. Okay, great, great. And as to the upcoming Veterans Day, are there any announcements or things that are going to be happening here in the Virgin Islands to oh, give recognition to the veterans? Absolutely. We we, we joined the rest of the nation um, in, in celebrating our veterans each and every year. As a matter of fact, we celebrate our veterans on an everyday basis, but we just kind of shine the light on them a little bit more during the month of November. So we are having a parade and ceremony on St. Thomas, St. John, and St. Croix, uh, as normal. This year, the Sunday, the 5th of November, will be our pre-Veterans Day parade on the island of St. John, uh, and that will start at 1 o'clock in the Cruise Bay area. The parade will kick off in the right there in the National Park area, and then we'll move down into the heart of Cruise Bay by the Frank Paul Park, where we'll have our ceremony immediately after the parade. Then on Saturday, November 11th, and even though it's a Saturday, November 11th is a nationally proclaimed holiday. So we are going to continue to have our parade and ceremonies on that particular day, even though it's a Saturday. We will start on St. Croix in the town of Frederickstead at 9 a.m., starting from the, the post office there in Frederickstead. And then we're going to make our way down to the Vern I. Richards Veterans Memorial Park, where we'll have the ceremonies. And then later on the same day, Saturday, November 11th, uh, we will have the same parade on the island of St. Thomas starting at 3 p.m. And that's going to start from the Emil Griffith Park on the island of St. Thomas. And we want to go straight eastward up the Veterans Drive, up around to the promenade where we'll have our ceremony immediately after the parade. So that's three parades on three different islands. Great, great. And um, beyond that day, are there any other follow-up events? Actually, we started something called a Veterans Appreciation Day uh, a few years ago. 
And this year, what we're going to do is on the second, on the second of November, we have the Veterans Appreciation Day on the island of St. Croix at the 10 Pins Bowling Alley. And then on the 4th of November, we have the Veterans Appreciation Day on the island of St. Thomas uh, on board the Kentucky for day sale. We usually don't have too many uh, events after the actual Veterans Day. We try to do them prior to where the the end of it and the the um the real celebratory part will be on actual veterans day which you know is uh today 11 november but uh we are going to have a a seminar a seminar coming up on saint thomas and saint croix this coming monday on saint thomas and tuesday on saint croix where we'll be educating veterans on the proper way to fill out claims so I ask that those of you that are out there, you pay attention to our website, veterans.vi.gov, or even tune in to your local radio stations and uh, daily periodicals, and we'll have that press release out there as to date and time for those two seminars. And with regard to veterans, I've, I've over the years, I've handled a couple of cases with regard to employment. Usually uh, under the American Disabilities Act, you got to big boost with regard to uh, having the ability to ask for accommodations if they need some because of their disability. So that, and that body of law has grown tremendously over the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. And don't, I do not know if you hold any seminars or webinars with regard to that, but that's something we could collaborate on because we, as the Disability Rights Center, we're also an affiliate of the Northeast ADA um, Center out of Cornell University. And so we provide it through them with expertise. We try to stay current uh, on seminars or webinars on how to request an accommodation and what the steps are and what you're entitled to. So it was, and in fact, that's just a general question, but also a request. <laughs> Actually, from from my office, we usually uh, leave that to the the Veterans Benefits Affairs, which is called uh, VBA. And I could uh, at a later time I could put you in direct contact with them because they're the ones that do the the, the outreach portion as of, as it relates to what you're speaking of now with the webinars and seminars and stuff like that for for disabled veterans. So I'll be happy to connect you with that agency so that we, we could get that collaboration going as well. Great, great, because essentially, especially as uh, those who have severe disabilities or lifelong mm -hmm. um, disabilities, the uh, issue uh, as you age gets more critical because mm -hmm. they're caught between uh, ageism and being a person with a disability. Correct. So we would certainly appreciate it and would like to, uh, you know, extend that offer to the Absolutely. veterans here in the Virgin Absolutely. Island. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the, oh, well, I mentioned the other one was, um, we don't seem to have that many. I mean, I've been in California where a lot of veterans were homeless and we don't, I know there's a housing issue, but you want to speak to that, to what the state of affairs are for uh, veterans and here in the Virgin Islands? I will say to you that we don't have a large influx of 
homeless veterans in the Virgin Islands that we know about. And I say that we know about because there could be homeless people on the street that may in fact be veterans, but we just don't know that they are veterans. Uh, the ones that present themselves to themselves to us or that we know about, we, we work in tandem with a uh, couple of different organizations to assist, assist them with getting back on their feet and getting stabilized. But I, I am happy to say that there is not a whole lot of homeless veterans in the Virgin Islands. Now, granted, as the time of year change and it gets cold on the mainland, you may find that quite a bit of people may find themselves to a warmer climate, a warmer temperature. Well, the Virgin Islands is one of those places under the U.S. flag that a lot of folks tend to move from the colder part of where they're at to the Virgin Islands. Sometimes we may have veterans that's a part of that crew, sometimes not. But as far as veterans that are permanently here on the island, living homeless, homeless that's um, presented themselves to us, there's not a large number whatsoever. And those that are presenting themselves to us, we have assisted them with uh, steering them into the right direction as far as a couple of nonprofit organizations that, that have grants that are able to help veterans that are homeless and, and eligible. And in, in that regard, um, those organizations, do they participate like the homeless count? As I know. Yes, they do. Right. Yes, they do. One of one yeah. of the main organizations that we, we partner with as it relates to our homeless veterans is MTOC. It used to be Methodist Training and Outreach Center, but it's now meeting the needs of our community. And I'm pretty sure you may have heard of that nonprofit, nonprofit organization, but we are very good partners as it relates to, you know, enhancing the quality of life for our veterans in the territory. They're a very great partner. And our focus, again, being with um, traumatic brain injury, why I believe the administration and the uh, Veterans Administration, as well as the network of disability network, because it is a um, condition that can be mild that gets worse with age. Correct. And, and a lot of people don't know that maybe the headaches, the sleeplessness, that they should go back and make sure, since you have a primary uh, physician position now, you mm -hmm. know, follow up and let the physicians know what you're experiencing so that they, if there need be, they can send you back uh, under this program. I think they'd be determining a rehabilitation type of approach where there's screening that's being done on a regular basis and sort of attracting of the um, condition, it, especially for veterans, because it, it's not like they had a, were in a car accident or had a fall that they hit their head. It's generally due to concussion-like conditions. Correct. Such being in the blast zone um, when they're deployed or around a bomb blast. And they may not have felt any uh, repercussions at that time, but it grows with time. So and I you think know, the word the word concussion. I'm happy you you mentioned that because 
some folks may will not be familiar with uh, the, the term TBI, traumatic brain uh, injury, but they, they may be more familiar with the term concussion because they, they've heard so much about it. So I'm glad you mentioned that word concussion. Right, right. And and actually, you know, they, they made a movie about the guy who de determined similar uh, small concussions can lead mm -hmm. to a major illness. Right. And essentially, the veterans are somewhat in that same position because they mm -hmm. may have been, uh, depending on how long they were deployed, might have been a, around a lot more um, blast areas than they really realized. Yes, absolutely. And it's you know the deployment times have uh, they're not really that short. So there's so much possibility where you could be in a situation and have a TBI and and not even know. So of course with with your line of uh, the, the statements that you're making, I would say that I recommend and I urge our veterans to continue looking and trying to get the best medical care that they can. And while you're at it, check for TBIs as well. Great, great. And just as a reminder, the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands would assist on information referrals, individual advocacy, and administrative hearing representation and assistance with self-advocacy. So due to the nature of what they're trying to assure, assure that all federally funded government agencies or private nonprofits like ourselves are attuned to the issue of traumatic brain injury. Right. We we also have um, within our realm children issues. Uh, essentially, that's what came through our door first. Just from the mere fact that either somebody shakes a baby, they might get a concussion, or that children fall off their bikes and get a head injury, and the parents not realizing it. But distinct change in behavior is one of the key things that you look for in children or adults their mm -hmm. personality may change but uh, essentially that's one of the things we want to make sure that the key message that gets out there but just in case would you give your contact information again for the general audience and for veterans absolutely absolutely we we can be reached in the St. Croix district at 340-773-8387 or in the St. Thomas District, 340-774-8387. Or you can get on our website if you don't remember those numbers at uh, veterans.vi.gov. It also reaches there. Or an email address, info, I-N-F-O, underscore V-A, at va.vi.gov. You have plenty of ways to, to reach us. Okay, thank you, Mr. Farrell. And it's been a delight to get updated on information. And for the general public, let's all be kind to one another. And as we know what's going on in the rest of the world, we can be grateful in that we are not under a hurricane or that we're not a, a battle zone. <laughs> Correct. So take care. And that's it for Ability Radio. All right. Thanks for having me. Views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters.